All right, afternoon as uh, we are joining you from uh, Chartway Arena on the campus of Old Dominion tonight. Uh, the Monarchs playing host to the Appalachian State Mountaineers, the top team in the Sun Belt. If the season were to end today, James, the team that would be uh, getting the auto bid, but that's not how it works, as we know. It's a uh, situation where we still have a conference tournament. We have a lot of things to go ahead, but so far this has been the best team by a lot. Yeah, beat James Madison twice in two very different style kind of games. They can do it a lot of different ways. So App State in the house here tonight. Obviously, ODU has been struggling mightily this year. Uh, we'll uh, get to this stuff a little bit later on. But, you know, as we were leaving the program yesterday, there was a lot of, um, you know, tweeting out, reporting that, yay, the uh, expanded college football playoff of 12 teams has been approved, the 5 plus 7 model. And we were like, well, that's cool, right? Okay, there you go. Uh, and then from there, there was later in the day, okay, they're also talking about, you know, the future because these conferences are so much larger now, you know, and of course, you know, the big dirty word in this whole thing is money. There's so much more money to be had if we got even larger. That's being discussed as well. So it feels like, yes, we're in the first stage of, oh, this is going to be better. And now let's try to find a way to make it even more profitable, even bigger. Uh, I don't know if we need all this whether we want it, but I think we're going to get it at some point. And, of course, the tricky part of all this stuff is while they're here in this space to try to make it bigger, there doesn't appear to be a revenue stream or uh, a fight for it, right? Because, remember, ESPN was bidding against themselves for the 12-team uh, college football playoff. And now you're going to do this, and this is just literally a six-year contract that ESPN signed. Um, and this thing doesn't start till you know, a year from now. So I'm wondering, you know, again, is there some other network that's going to hop in here and take these extra games that they want to do this right away, or is this just a down-the-road discussion at this point? But it is kind of strange that we went from zero to 60, and then we're going to go from 60 to 150, uh, like in a matter of hours. What's the urgency to do this and even put it out there in the, in the atmosphere right now is the thing that kind of gets me is we finally got this 12-team playoff. We yeah. thought it might be eight. It ends up being 12. You're, you're celebrating that or not, depending on your perspective. So you're, you're just now getting that off the ground. And then you turn the plane around to refuel because you're thinking, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Now, now we want 14. So at this point you have to start thinking, okay, well, if they couldn't even wait 10 seconds to go from 12 to 14 – What's to stop them to go even further at that point in another year or two? Well, I mean, I think 16 probably makes the most sense, right? The number that, that probably does. We put this up on the X, by the way, and we'll uh, get to that in a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's probably, uh, you know, where they're eventually going to go. And that would be, you know, probably about right, I guess. But let's remember this. There is, what, 43 bowl games this year? I think it's 43. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, so we're talking about 86 teams already. Um, you've got 134, you know, Division One teams in football. So, man, I mean, <laughs> and again, you might be using some of these bowl games as part of the, you know, stages of the college football playoff. But if you're not, if we're talking about eight separate, you know, or, you know, these 16, you know, 16 teams, if we're talking about these being separate entities off the balls, I mean, that's a lot of teams playing postseason football. That's well, like a lot of teams playing postseason football. Maybe that's they want. I don't know. Well, and Maybe here's what they're looking for here. I'm not sure. Here's the other thing too that I was thinking about yesterday is that 
Okay, so let's say we have some of these other bowl games absorbed into the college football playoff, which say, okay, well, that gives you less bowl-eligible teams for these other bowls. And that's not necessarily, to me, a bad thing, because how many years in a row now have we had at least one, if not a couple, five and seven teams in bowls because there weren't enough six and six teams? So if you eke out, you know, if you take away a couple of these bowls and you can eliminate the need for a five and seven team, and I know that shouldn't be common, but it has been lately, eliminate that need for a five and seven team, to be bowl eligible, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, if that's what they do. And, and like, I know I've had already st- uh, people saying, oh, this is great, you know, then um, we'll get every, you know, every conference will have an automatic uh, bid. No, no, no. No, no, that, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going it, to work. It's going to be the big four uh, with the one power five. Maybe they'll eke out two power fives or, or a group of fives, excuse me, uh, whatever they're calling this week. Um, maybe, maybe, and then the rest will be, Team, you know, two, three, four in the big, two, three, four in in the uh, the SEC or five in the SEC, probably down a little deeper. Um, you know, that's what it's going to be. I mean, the SEC yeah. and the big are going to do their own thing here. When I say big, of course, I'm not talking about the Big 12, but the, the Big 10, which is going to be 18 or whatever the hell they, the number they land on ends up being. So we still don't know where Florida State's going to end up in this whole game of uh, musical conference chairs either. Eventually, it looks like they'll have an opportunity to buy themselves out of the ACC. And who knows what that leaves the ACC. I mean, they, they're, you know, they're going to be hanging on, you know, hoping that they're still relevant enough to, to be an auto, uh, one of these teams that's still in that group uh, before it's all said and done potentially when it comes to football at least. So, I don't know. And, of course, Notre Dame factors into all this too. They just can't be uh, a team getting a bye week right now. Right. In the current system. Right. In the, in the current system because they're not in a conference. So, that's their penalty for not being in a conference. You cannot get a bye week. Because uh, you can't be one of the top four seeds, but you know you can, of course, <laughs> have those early games at home and, and probably make some more revenue. And I don't know now how will that work? Will that be on NBC? That'll be interesting. Good question. You know because that's part of this. If this is all exclusively ESPN ABC, I don't. You know that's not how it's supposed to work. I think if it's a playoff game, though, it's whatever the playoff right. is right. on, and you know NBC just kind of has to deal with that. Is that part of the caveat in the uh, contract? I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. But again, like they're they're at this moment where maybe they're just talking about it for the future. But again, you're in a six year deal with ESPN, right? Like unless ESPN shown some desire to uh, again just renego- tear up the contract and, and add, okay, we'll take all of it. You know, we want to do all this stuff. Is is what's going to be weird, right? Um, it's just bizarre uh, to look at it the way that they're doing it right now. But, again, a lot of it makes sense. There's a lot of things going on all at the same time that all are kind of related to one another, whether we're talking about, you know, NIL, collectives, you know, transfer portal. It's all kind of grouped together. It's all having their, you know, impact on this on this thing and how they're trying to go about business in, in college sports. And, you know, in the past, all the big power conferences got the same amount of revenue out of this I can't imagine we're going to see that moving forward. No. Uh, I mean, why would the Big Ten agree to that? Uh, Why would the SEC agree to that? I mean, you know, they're going to say, well, wait a minute. We got the major participants of this thing. We're really the ones carrying the show here. We could do our own tournament with with the two of us, and it would be more interesting to most people. So that's the other, you know, arm wrestling match that's probably going on behind the scenes eventually. Uh, when it's when it when it's all shakes out between uh, the schools, not that I didn't like Michael Jackson as a youth, I'm kind of glad I don't hear him anymore. That was the perfect cutoff. <laughs> Although I kind of made it that far into beat it, I wanted to hear the Eddie Van Halen guitar solo, which is so underrated. But yeah, anyway. but he said beat it, and the music yeah, cut. Well, yeah, and it did cut right there. A more yeah. perfect cut. Yeah, did we ever. mention we're in Chartway Arena? I think we did. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, that we don't normally blare music in the background in the studios at. at uh, 
over at Max Media. But sometimes we do. You know, sometimes we do. Um, Nick Saban had some things to say about the college football playoffs. We will get to that. Or college football, I should say. We'll get to Nick Saban's take on the world and why people uh, seem to care what he thinks uh, since he was the guy running, frankly, the most successful program uh, over the amount of time he was there. You know, sorry, Georgia. You know, the exception of the last few years with Georgia, it was Alabama that everybody was chasing over his tenure. So we'll uh, get to a little bit of what he had to say. Uh, The expanded college football playoff uh, discussion has uh, created a poll question for us today uh, on the exit. Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941 uh, brought to you by Dominion Floor Coverings and how many teams should be in the college football playoff. Right now, we got people that are just happy with this 12 thing because we've never seen 12, right? So like 51% of you right now are excited about 12. Uh, We put 14 and 16 up there. 16 uh, teams is at 29.8. A lot of other votes here so far. I'll read some of those uh, as we continue. Uh, throughout the show, and then just 2.1% want 14, which is what the NFL is, right? The NFL's at 14, 7, and 7. For now. Yeah, for now. Right, and that's going to eventually <laughs> change, too. All right, so we'll get to the Nick Saban stuff on the other side, plus a big sporting news in the gaming industry today when it comes to college football and what that all means as well. Uh, it is the Scott Jackson Show on the road today from Old Dominion here, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry Kinglaw. You are listening to The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. You can hit us up on the uh, text line at 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Also, the uh, Valley Who's phone line, same number, 757-687-9494. All right, we'll get to the uh, big news in um, – video game college sports uh, coming up here in a bit. But uh, Nick Saban uh, making some headlines today. Um, In an interview, he tells ESPN that he would like to uh, help college football bring in some reform, uniformity, and something he likes to call common sense to the lingering chaos of the sport. Saban saying in this interview, if my voice can bring about something meaningful change, I want to help any way I can because I love players and I love college football. We have to do now is what we have now is not college football. It's not college football as we know it. You hear uh, somebody use the word student athlete, and that does not exist. Of course, the 72 year old Saban retired uh, in January, won six national titles, 17 seasons at Alabama, also had one at LSU in 2003. He is uh, working uh, at Alabama still. He's in the office on the south end of the stadium and works as an advisor for the university. He's also going to be on the uh, college football. Uh, show on uh, ESPN as well as an NFL Draft Day analyst. I'm assuming Nick Saban will be probably round one, maybe round two. I don't know. No, they keep make Nick work round three. I'm not sure. Uh, or I mean, day three. Imagine. I'm saying. Excuse me. I day three. can't imagine. I don't know. Although you know, again, he's just leaving the sport. He's probably got a better grasp uh, grasp on some of these guys than uh, uh, some of the other folks that'll be on set. But anyway, uh, Saban said some coaches have suggested that he would be the perfect college football commissioner if such a position were ever created. He says, I'm not looking for a job, but I know that I like the imp- I do like to impact college football the best way I can, whether it's being a spokesperson or anything like that. Listen, I'm for players. It's not that I'm not for players. I want to see the players have a great quality of life and be able to create value for themselves. But we've gone f- to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for their future, to talking about how much money can I make while I'm in college. I think the consequence of this could come down to the road where some of these guys – uh, get 28 uh, and 29 years old, and they maybe didn't prepare themselves from the day they can't play football anymore. 
which is why uh, you should what you should do while you're in college. But although, I mean, just to speak for like as a regular college student, none of us really think that far ahead. No, <laughs> no, none of us think that Not far ahead at, at that all. age. Now it sounds great, and now look, I wish I could go back and kick young Scott Jackson in the ass and tell him, you know, you know, really start saving money, pal. But you know, there's just no helping you when you're when you're that young. Um, but yes, I mean, and this is a definitely a pitfall. I think I try to put myself in this time and space all the time, especially when I'm over here at ODU, thinking about like what would you have done if you had that money? I mean, and how. Again, as a coach, you know, do they motivate players that are getting a little money? And it's not huge money in some cases, but in some cases it is. Look, we saw this flail out miserably at Texas A&M, right? The year they had this record-breaking amount of money reported millions spent on a class that didn't even make a freaking bowl game. I mean, how embarrassing is that? Um, But anyway, there's going to be some form of the model. Saban says he'd like to see players compensated that's created to be a brought in-house at various schools, which is kind of going on right now, and taken away from donor-based collectives, of course, um, then there could be Title IX issues. Saban went on to say people can give money to the university again and get a tax deduction for doing it, and the university in some kind of way shares, whether it's a shared revenue system or whether it's marketing rights, uh, which is a possibility. You can buy somebody's marketing rights as an institution, and I don't want to say salary cap because that sounds like salary cap. They're saying cap, but it sounds like salary cap because it is. Oh, he's, yeah. A cap is a salary oh, yeah. cap. So he's right in that point. But he says, uh, but you got to find a way for the school to invest the same amount of money in the players, just like everybody can invest the same amount of money in a scholarship. This becomes part of the scholarship. And, again, while Saban uh, wants to see them get their fair financial share, he does say the only way it works if there's also a commitment on the player side and he brings up something that you and I have been talking about for a while. Like, there is, despite what people think about coaches, they leave, they actually have to pay a penalty in most cases. Like, yes. there is a penalty paid, whether it's the new employer or whoever is pay, making them pay the penalty, pay the price to leave, there is. Now what we have, the problem is with the transfer portal, is you can leave no matter what. And it's not just, hey, my coach left. It's for whatever reason. And sometimes it's BS, let's be honest. It's not even real. Um, and sometimes it is, and you can go whenever and wh- however you want to go, and that creates issues with roster building, and, and you can understand why coaches would hate that. Or anybody that would, I don't know, want to see quality, the quality of the sport hate it too. Then there's that. I mean, I know that that's kind of low on the list of things people worry about, but his, his point is just like an NFL player is a contract or a coach is a contract, something in place that you don't have all these people rating rosters and mass movement. I wonder what fans are going to say when we don't even know the team year to year because there's no development of teams just bringing in new players every year. So he's kind of described college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's what we have now, is it not, in some sports? Well, and you do – I mean, look, I mean, he's saying this at the Alabama level. Yeah. Now, I mean, he's not even talking about folks in, in the, the old Sun Belt here and, and other conferences where we know this. I mean, again, Ricky Ronnie was with us, what, two weeks ago? They had 58 new guys in last year's team around there, right? Could be in that same range again. This upcoming season. Well, even Delisha Milton-Jones, when she joined us uh, a couple months ago, was saying that she basically is just her first stop is the transfer portal. That is her yeah. first and top priority. Yeah. Now, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but that was the, yeah. that was the gist. And now, that's that, again, that's quicker. It's a quicker way to fix yeah. it, too, uh, with experienced players. So I, I understand why uh, people build rosters that way. But, but, I underst- but the other part is that it's crazy is – it's just, again, you can't get any continuity. And for a sport like football, I mean, it's even more difficult. Basketball is hard enough 
without you know guys that have played with one another. But at least you have a full off season of you know who you know who they are. Guys aren't leaving you know in August in basketball to the sense that we're seeing it in football or right. you know right after the spring game and all these other things. So I, I I understand where he's coming from. Now, how do we get to the solution, right? Everybody's got, like, what's wrong with it. I mean, I think we all can see what's wrong with it and what needs to be, as we were talking about with our, our lawyer friend, Mitt, Mitt uh, Winter, on Wednesday, you know, collectively bargained. I mean, that's what, that's what it's going to boil down to. And whether you call these guys employees of the bigger schools or are going to – I don't remember who the, the uh, AD was that came up with the idea that everybody – pays a flat amount of get his flat salary right and you know as a base and then on top of that you could get actual nil if you actually were bringing value besides hey we like you a lot and you're really good like you might actually have to go to a car dealership and sign autographs or actually be in a commercial maybe you have to push chipotle to college kids you know do something yeah actually do something like you know i get it not not everybody is um you know a a gymnast from lsu that uh guys will buy anything she tells them to buy but you know, again, the idea of name, image, likeness is kind of you know gone by the wayside, and a lot of cases, it's just like, no, man, you're really good. Let's just we'll find a way to get your money, and you don't have to do anything extra. Or you're not really bringing products. You're, hell, you're not even selling jerseys, but it's no. all right, man. You're the best player on our team, so we're gonna pay you. And I think that's what uh, the place and space we're in now. Why it's got to be just like some honesty about it. Like, okay, here, here's what we're here's what we're failing, right? And maybe these are two year contracts, right? Maybe these are. You know, two years at a time. I mean, because clearly nobody stays four years anywhere anymore. No. no. <laughs> now you're talking crazy. I know. I'm talking crazy. And, again, if you have to leave, if you want to leave after a year, there used to be this thing called sitting out a season. Yeah. You know, or at least if you were going within conference, they had some kind of restrictions uh, on transferring and those kind of things. And I think the other part of it that we're, nobody was ready for, although you had this before in the dark darkness uh, and not legally – was going on, and I don't even know if this is legal now, but you have the, the, uh, the handlers. I, I, this is the best way to call it. I don't know, handlers. Guys that are also asking. They're not players, but they're filtering players to certain places. Right. And they're yet, they got their hands out, too. Now, they're not doing any, any NIL work. They're not playing, but they're filtering guys as kind of a, a, a freelance recruiters, uh, I guess is a good way to put it. That is such a professional title for that. Freelance recruiter. Probably more yeah. so than they deserve. I don't know. And are these guys being taxed on their money? I have no ah, idea. Ah, that's a good question. I have no idea. But anyway, so Nick Saban wants to be – he doesn't want to be the commissioner of college football. He just wants to be part of the, the conversation and some ideas. I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Well, he, he can say these things now that he's not a head coach. In right. Like it's like Harbaugh was doing on the way out at, at uh, Michigan because he knew he wasn't going to be there, so he could say stuff like, we should pay all of them. And people were like, shut up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't say that, Jim, as you're leaving. But, you know, that's what he felt, and that's that's what he believed. And, again, it wasn't going to be held against him in a court of law because he was, he was going to the pros. So right. you can go ahead and say those kind of things. And there, there has to be something. The problem is, as we, we've discussed ad nauseum, is the NCAA themselves as an entity, they get destroyed in court all the time. They're not going to be able to just come up with things. Here, there's the rules, and then now we have all these state levels fighting each other. You know, there's another one of these days, the state of Mississippi is trying to pass something. We've had the thing going on here in Virginia and Tennessee. Everybody's trying to make up their own rules as we go along here to benefit, I guess, big state colleges in each one of their states. There's also not a clear solution as to how you make this work for all institutions. Right, right. Right. There are certain institutions that are on an equal footing 
when it comes to donor bases and things like that, like a Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, and you know, you know the list. But then once you get down to the, you know, even like the Cincinnati's, the yeah, Memphis, not right. even, you know, the Old Dominions and, you know, that nature, is that a, another tier? Are we going to do a tiered system? And, and right. would that be considered fair? Can you even do that legally? So there's, there's just a lot of muddy, muddy waters to weave through here. And I'm not sure what the, what the best answer is right now. Yeah, I'm not sure how, how you can really keep it all together. You know, it just feels like you need separate – you really almost need separate, separate governing bodies for, you know, certain levels of conferences even, and, and for each sport. I think, like, basketball and football are different. Yeah. Baseball's different. And you especially know? at certain schools. Yes, at certain yeah. schools. Yeah, I mean, this is very different. It almost, you almost need a little bit of all that. All right, on the text machine, again, talking about the uh, playoff system. Our guy Gutlead says it is going to give a lot more schools a chance to compete for a championship. Only like six to eight can afford to compete, but it's a nice thought. <laughs> Maybe the powers that be will realize that Notre Dame hasn't been relevant in decades and has been surviving on the brand. Yeah, but, man, that NBC brand still is bringing them a lot of clout. Yeah, it is. And they're going to keep cashing those checks. One other thought, Texas A&M should get the death penalty. Can't you pay your players and still suck? Rule number one in the SEC. An idea for the names, too, what I was trying to describe, the freelancers. He says prep pimps. Well, there you go. All right, I like that, prep pimps. That I like works. that so much That better. works, yeah. It's better than freelance recruitment. Um, Gunner Dog says, uh, how about an eight-team playoff? Well, well we, we can't. We, we just went to 12. Yeah, we yeah. can't go backwards, can we? They will not eliminate. But let's be them. honest. Let's be honest. It's probably only eight teams. Like you're going to have – Realistically? Realistically, okay. you're going to have probably only eight teams that are they're truly – and that's probably a high number uh, that are, are real competitors, right? Like that are true blue competitors each year. Now, I had this thing yesterday, and I probably lost it. You know, this is what always happens to me. All right, so ye- yesterday we were talking about, like, what would it – I found it. What would the 14-team model look like, right? Okay. So w- based off this past season, right? So if you went to a 14-team tw- a model, is a rumoring for uh, 2026, I think it is. It would have had Michigan as your one seed, Washington as your two seed, so nothing surprising there, Texas and Alabama three and four, because that's who we had, obviously, in the playoff. Right. Then Florida State, congratulations, you're the five seed. Georgia would have been the six seed. Uh, Oregon is the eight. Uh, Missouri's the ninth. Um, I skipped the six. Ohio Sorry. State. Uh, Ohio State's the sixth. Uh, Missouri's the uh, – where did I go from here? Where's it going? Missouri's nine. Yeah, Missouri's nine after Oregon at eight. Um, Ten would be Penn State. Uh, followed by Ole Miss and Oklahoma, so that's to 12. 13 would be Arizona, who, by the way, is an extremely dangerous team at the end of last season. Uh-huh. And uh, Liberty at 14, who uh, got whacked by Oregon. So in this format, you would have the two number one seed, the two top seeds, Michigan and Washington, have a bye. The 8-9 winner would have played Michigan. Uh, the 7-10 winner would have played Washington. So Ohio State would have played Penn State, which kind of sucks because we saw that during the season, right? Oregon and Missouri would have played one another. Uh, the four and the 13 would be Alabama versus Arizona, which would have been interesting because Alabama could have very, certainly lost Arizona. Uh, Oklahoma would have played Florida State. You know, 12s always beat fives in these formats. Um, or maybe it's basketball, sorry. Ole Miss, the 11 seed, would have taken on the six seed of Georgia. Georgia murdered Ole Miss in the regular season. That would have been another repeat. Uh, you would have had Texas taken on Liberty, which probably would have been pretty ugly. So whoever came through that carnage would eventually meet on, uh, in the middle there. On that side, so and those teams would play it out to get to you know the top seeded 
bracket. So that would be that would be how it would look. It would be kind of interesting. And that's, in this format, you would have four auto bids for the Big Ten and the SEC plus three additional auto bids for the conference champs in this particular model. And the 2026 rumored 14-team model, which, again, who knows if we get there. They might just blow right on through that stop sign and hit 16. They could. But 2023, we are going to have 12. I'm pretty sure about that. Knock on wood. That's what you're going to have. I, I would think would be better for these kind of formats. I know we love brackets because we like to look at them. We do love a good bracket. Um, but wouldn't like a reseeding make sense in some of these things too? Like if you had upsets to reseed the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Potentially. I don't know. They probably won't go for that, but that's an idea. But we do love brackets in this country. Man, do we love brackets. That we do. We are bracket Brackets people. and lists. We're a bracket nation. No question about it. All right, 757-687-9494, If you missed it, some exciting news. Um, college football players uh, have a chance to be part of the EA Sports College Football uh, 25 beginning today. You can opt out. 134 FBS teams in the game, including, yes, uh, all the Sun Belt teams. That means Old Dominion is part of this. And players are going to get a piece of the action and more importantly, probably for a lot of them, a copy of the game. We'll get to that coming up on the other side. Uh, it is the Sky Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED. 757-INJURED. We're live from Chartway Arena, and James Witham's got your sports center. This is the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, today in the uh, world of college. So, well, we knew it was coming back, right? EA Sports college football game we were pumped up about it was it a week ago we were talking about the sport coming back right yeah it might have even been earlier this week yeah so we'd heard that was going to happen now we know more of the details about it that players beginning today can uh start uh deciding whether or not they want to be part of it for the over eleven thousand college football players it's their first chance to opt into an ea sports college football video game 2025 and be paid for it now they're not going to get rich off of it. They're going to get 600 bucks a player, but they will get also a copy of the game, which is a nice little feature. It's about of 70 course, bucks right there. Right, right. And then, of course, you'll have the game. You know, you'll have this your entire life, right? Like you're in this game. Yep. And if you don't want to be in it, you don't have to be in it. Athletes can remain in the game for their entire careers. They could also opt out of future editions, according to EA, if they choose to. Athletes who remain in the game for multiple years will be paid annually, and players who transfer will continue to be compensated as long as they are on a roster. EA Sports uh, Vice President of Development, uh, Sean O'Brien, tells ESPN, we feel proud uh, that we'll be the largest program, likely the highest spending program, and really an all-inclusive opportunity for equitable distribution of funds across the board. To help arrive at the $600 payment, O'Brien said EA looked into deals completed with other uh, sports titles, including Madden Series, NHL Series, and the company's uh, soccer game. EA Sports College Football deal comes with no expectation of service provided by the athlete. will be guaranteed regardless of the game's success. So you're not going to be paid based on sales, which is good. No. I think it's going to sell pretty well. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say that right now. I think now. this will sell better than any Madden game has in the last two years at Ooh, least. Really? I think, it, and I don't even think it's going to be close. I think it's pretty cool. Um, Kirk Herbstreet uh, wrote on X that he's a proud partner for his 14th appearance in the game series, which will probably keep all the Florida State fans away from it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, David Pollock and Jesse Palmer will be in it as well as anchor uh, Kevin Connors um, in it. Chris Fowler announced on social media he'll be one of the voices. 
um, as well. So a lot of the familiar people you would expect to hear in college football games doing it. Um, it doesn't look like Jack Collinsworth made the cut, which is which is probably a good move. Um, I guess Ted Alexander didn't make the cut. Uh, kind of <laughs> All 134 FBS schools have agreed to be in the game after the biggest potential holdout Notre Dame announced Tuesday it would participate. So Notre Dame, we were, we were waiting on them. Really? Okay. okay. Uh, again, we're. I, I just I'll I'll save it for later. But anyway, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. You'll save it for next week. Yeah, I'll save it for next week. We got a great topic on that. Anyway. So this is what, um, again, you'll, you'll have uh, the ability to be transferred, which is you know important in this day and age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you can do it. They said if a player chooses not to be in the game, EA Sports will create a generic avatar based on the traditional strength and, or weakness of the player position over the past decade for that school. So they're not going to do it like the Michael Jordan 23 in NBA uh, 2K, right? And, and you're going to know it's Michael Jordan. He's like the best player on the team or anything like that. You're still going to know. You're going to you're gonna know who it is. So, so not doing this is, is borderline ridiculous. I'll be fascinated to see if there are any players that say no to this. And who's going to be the first one? Because right. the first one's the jerk, right? Yeah. And, you know, in a, in a certain sense because pretty much everybody's going to want to do this. And it's going to be a high – I would like to think it's going to be a high-profile Oh, yeah, it has to be a high-profile no. guy, right? And, and depending on who opens that door, I think, will we'll tell us a lot as to if anybody else is going to do this. Yeah, I mean, I just – to me, you gotta you got to be part of it if you can. I mean, just take them – you know, take, take what you can get out of it. Unless uh, you're going to do your own video game, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're a video game uh, – you know, that's your major, and you're going to make your own video game and create your own competing game. I don't know. Well, now, depending on what they do with the cover – now, right. if you're the cover athlete, I would like to think that there's a little extra compensation for that. If they do that, right? I would assume. But they might not do yeah, that. Yeah, they might not do that. So they might just do real generic covers. They could do mascots. Uh, yeah, right. Just mascots. And then will the mascots get paid? Uh, that's a whole other thing, right? Well, it's not, no. their, it's, it's, it's not their image or their likeness. <laughs> or They're their just name in for the that costume. Matter. Do they have to send some type of thing? <laughs> oh, man. The, the, that game is going to be a 100, and you'll have to paywall for recruiting. <laughs> That's good. Uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Yeah, some of our gamers jump in. How excited are you going to be uh, to dive into this thing? Uh, by the way, Brian at Chesapeake doesn't have a question. He just wanted to give us a shout-out, loves the show, keep it up. Well, we appreciate it, Brian at Chesapeake. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian in Virginia Beach. Brian from Virginia Beach. Although there might be a Brian in Chesapeake, too. We, we have like three Brian. We got a lot of Brian's, but this is a Brian with a Y uh, from Virginia Beach. Thank you, Brian. Um, Mike in Williamsburg wants to know, are you going to be able to raise NIL money to lure better players to your team? <laughs> That's a good fe- a good idea for a feature. That's called a DLC. Yeah. That's going to be the, one of the expansion packs, probably. Um, you know how like some of those video games, you probably know this a lot better than I do. My kids used to play a lot, and they used to always tell me they needed cheat codes for some games. Like, what the heck is Oh, it? there's no such thing anymore. It's yeah. Called, it's called, it basically, it's called the DLC. You, you, okay, it's the DLC. Expand, okay. You just expand it. So you, could you do a DLC or the cheat code, as old people like me would call it, and uh, and go ahead and do that and raise NIL money and uh, pull steal people away from other people. Well, here's trusts. the thing. Here's what's going to end up happening, and I have no knowledge of this whatsoever, okay, but I it. know this is where it's going to okay. go because games do this. You'll be able to, like, get, buy points to get more NIL money oh, for your nice. school yeah. to be able to get guys from, like, Georgia yeah. to transfer to Old Dominion right. and, and, you know, have, like, Carson Beck as the starting quarterback for the Monarchs. That's exactly how it's going to go. Wait until one of these collectives shuts down this game. 
because they're not getting enough credit. <laughs> this is one of these big school collectives says, you know what, we're not getting enough collective. We want to tell you who to play, all right, and who to put in the starting lineup, Coach, <laughs> Coach Kiffin. That's going to be an interesting career mode in this. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting little twist of this whole thing. So when the collective guys start setting the starting lineups for every school. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494, the EA College football game coming soon. So I guess, like, if you're – we should find out from, from our folks here at ODU. So I'm assuming everybody, like, on the roster, like their top – I guess it's the top 85, right? Well, for now, because they said they're going to start at 85 and right. likely to expand in the, in the uh, when, later on when they release the next patch for the game, they'll expand Do they the send EA uh, – is obviously sending paperwork to all these schools or, you know, digital – I'm sure cop. it's an online portal Right, it's thing, an online yeah. portal thing for them to get in and decide if they want to do it and they want to opt into it. Now, here's the thing you got to be suspicious of. You see a kid that, like, maybe you're not sure if he's really all in or not, and he's like, well, I don't want to fill this thing out yet. You know, like, well, why not? <laughs> you can get – you know, there's transfer mode. You can still get that as well. And here's the here's the funky thing. We were, we were talking about this yesterday, how um, – some of the the uh, group of five coaches were, were saying, hey, look, there's a lot of this kids going to other schools that don't have scholarships left and being considered walk-ons but getting the compensation they would have as a scholarship player, you know, through the collective money. Um, maybe, you know, maybe that means you, if you're not one of those guys, you, will you not be on the roster then? Because you're, you're not on scholarship. That's, that's it. Well, I guess it So this could be an enticement yeah. for the kids to stay on scholarship that's at the smaller schools. That's a good point. If you want to be part of EA Sports, you know, and show your grandchildren at some day, at some that's point. That's a thought. Like, all right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Uh, if you want to jump on board, uh, we have uh, got the poll question up about the college football playoff that you can dive into as well. Um, coming up next, we'll dive into a little college basketball. Is Rick Pitino last night after his big win over Georgetown? That's a tough one to get this year. Uh, was was sounding a little different about his team, who he was eviscerating on Sunday night. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson Show, Priority on Sports Radio 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Laws. We're going to be live from Chartway Arena on the campus of Old Dominion on Priority on Sports Radio 94.1. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. We're at Chartway Arena on the campus of Old Dominion. We're coming out here for the game tonight, ODU App State. Uh, we are in front of Paul Webb's banner, and uh, Dave Tortix to our left as well on the main concourse when you come in here by the uh, Sports Hall of Fame. So uh, come by and say hello if you're out here. Uh, again, here until about 6.30 before we hand it over to Ted Alexander and uh, Dennis Wolf. All right, so Rick Bettino, the day after he was not sorry, James, is now apparently sorry. Uh, telling uh, the, the assembled media after their 90-85 to 85 win at Georgetown last night that these guys have never failed me. I have failed them with the fundamentals. Now, remember, after the loss to Seton Hall on Sunday, they've dropped 8-10. to 10. He, he kind of ripped into his team, said a lot of the things that were wrong with them, uh, kind of aired all the stuff out there, and then the next day was asked, you know, did you really say that, Coach? And he said, no, I didn't say anything wrong. I, wasn't, I never raised my voice. I wasn't angry. There was nothing wrong that it did. Well, after further review, um, three days after the comments, he told the media, I said to my staff, any of these guys upset? They said, a couple feelings are hurt. I says, I immediately went in and talked to the team. I told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my fault. I'm at fault. 
He also took out responsibility for single out players in front of the media. I should have never mentioned a player's name. I'm a veteran coach. I tell every young coach in the business, show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the, team, the other team credit. He then clarified that he was responsible for his recruiting, not his coaches. Remember, he made it sound like we didn't have time to recruit this class, uh-huh, right? Yep. Isn't that what he said? That's Even though he, he was said. on the tweet congratulating the class. Because I've been really, really frustrated this year for a lot of different reasons. I think he also said it was his most unenjoyable year, to be accurate, right? That he did. Said he liked the Celtics more, right? Did he say even during the Celtics time that was enjoyable? I believe. And I didn't think that was possible, but yes. <laughs> As somebody who was a Celtic fan watching it, you weren't enjoying it. No, I was not. Yeah. Anyway, he goes, but I understand something. I recruited uh, this man. I recruited this man. My staff did not recruit these guys. It was all me. It was all me. I'm really proud to have them. I totally apologize to them for doing that. I wasn't ripping them. That wasn't my intent, but words matter. Then he went on to even apologize to the hundreds of St. John's fans. Uh, he wanted to apologize. I'm sorry. There's more than that, I know. I want to apologize to St. John's fans because they've treated me like royalty. Oh, and they have. Now, that's, that's for real. That's for real. very true. Their next game, by the way, is uh, against Creighton on November. Or I'm sorry, February 25th. Not you November. mean the same Creighton that just knocked up yes, UConn? Yes, okay. exactly. That's I'm sure Creighton. that'll go real well. They, and they barely beat Georgetown in front of, like, 50 people last night in D.C. And Georgetown's awful, right? I mean, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's, it's crazy. But anyway, that was interesting. So, I don't like, what, what do we think? Do we think that he really had this, like, this, oh, wow, the players, I hurt their feelings moment? Or do you think somebody maybe at an administration level said, hey, Rick, or maybe another coach that he respects called him and said, Rick, I kind of thought you came off like a jackass. I mean, I, I really would like to know the true – story of that it's hard to take Rick Pitino at his word I think somebody in a in in a higher position than Rick Pitino has tapped him on the shoulder and said uh you need to get out in front of this since you've already stepped in it twice you know you might want to do something about this because there are a lot of people that are upset and this is not the kind of attention that we need right now right because eventually you're gonna have to recruit the next class and if you want to replace all these bums that you brought in here the first time (laughs) you better be nice yeah you better be nice so Interesting to hear him, uh, again, do the 180. Because he was given an opportunity to do it the day earlier and did not uh, did not do that. And now that he actually uh, comes off yesterday night after maybe the, also it was the win helped um, over the Hoyas and, and says this stuff was, was kind of interesting to me. But anyway. Again, the most insulting part of all that was when he went to the Celtics and said that that was enjoyable for him. Yeah, and I'm actually surprised that none of his former players took to whatever social media platform of their choice was and had something to say about that. Right, yeah. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, Coach. Uh, you know, in this case, Luke Karnaseka's not walking through that door uh, if you're a St. John's fan. But, again, said he wasn't ripping anybody the previous day, although it sure sounded like a rip. Uh, and then, again, he called it the least enjoyable season of his career uh, so far. But, hey, man, a win over Georgetown, that makes it all, it all well in the world at this point. And they're a bubble team. Here, here's the thing that's crazy about all this stuff with the, with the Red Storm is they're not, like, totally out of it. Like, you know, last week they were, they were one of the teams that's, like, you know, pretty close still. They, they still have a shot at making it. They're not completely out of it uh, in terms of, you know, you know, maybe sneaking into the tournament. Creighton will take care of that. Yeah, now that, that's not going to help. Now, if they were to beat Creighton, look now out. That would be a different story. Right, yeah. look out. But they right now, in terms of, like, you know, the locks in the Big East are obviously UConn, you know, Creighton, who you just mentioned, and Marquette. Then you got Providence, 
you got Seton Hall, you know, Shaheen, Shaheen Holloway's team just beat, obviously, Rick Pitino's team the other day. You got the Butler Bulldogs still hanging in there. And Villanova, believe it or not, still got a shot. But, you know, Seton Hall became the lowest-ranked team in the internal top 100 to make the cut, according to the bubble watch. Then Pitt went out and lost by 33 at that wake. Then Seton Hall became the second-lowest such team. Either way, Patino's group has a uh, edge of what could be regarded as the bubble. Absent a spectacular run of the Big East tournament next month, though a win at Creighton is a must for the 15 and 12 team nursing at Large Hopes. So that's that was the latest from ESPN on on them. So it's not totally dead. It's on life support, but it's not totally dead. And maybe that's what had him frustrated, right? Because that Seton Hall game seemed to be one of those. Hey, we could probably win this game, and that's when he decided to go into the whole scouting report and his airing of the grievances. Yeah, well, that, that was their shot to get back in the conversation, like really back in the conversation, and, and they blew it in, in quite epic fashion. But And I'm not even sure the Creighton win would be enough, given you know some other teams and even other conferences that have a little bit more going for them. So I, I still don't think they get in. But, yeah, you're right. That would go a long way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still a long shot. More likely they got to make a huge run of the tournament or win the tournament. Um, you know, if you want to play the net rating and all the quad and all that other crap, I mean, you look at them right now, and they are they're below they're above Seton Hall, they're above Providence, they're above Xavier and Butler, some of the other teams we already mentioned. You know, in terms of the net, and for whatever you think that's worth, their net's fifty one right now, which isn't which isn't um, which isn't really great because you're talking about sixty eight teams, and you're going to have at larges with lesser nets and all these other things, right? So they, they definitely need to uh, beat a team like Creighton, who's got a net right now of nine. I mean, that would be huge for them if they were able to do it. Uh, would I bet on it? No, probably not. No, I wouldn't. Probably not something I would uh, take to the window. No, All right, thanks. Or the app in this case. Nobody goes to the window anymore. <laughs> good old days. You used to call, get on the pay phone to call Rocco and tell him what your bet was. Ah, those the days, good old window. Those were the good days. All right. By the way, big update on Brian in Virginia Beach, who I uh, – misrepresented earlier as being a Chesapeake. He's actually a Brian with an I and not a Y. He has an autocorrect issue, like everybody else, in, in, on our text machine at 757-687-9494. We had a guy this week said he still hasn't explained the thistles thing to me. I, I don't know what <laughs> happened there. Uh, I've never gotten explanations what the hell thistles. Yeah, you you yes. thistles. Still you waiting thistles. on that. Still waiting on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 757-687-9494, Ballyhoo's phone line. Uh, the text line is, all right, we're going to dive into some football at four issues. Among them, Nick Sirianni apparently needed an emotional support pet to get the Eagles uh, straight down the stretch, and he didn't have it, so we'll talk about that. There is also a question that I want to ask uh, our listening audience here and you, James, about the NFC East uh, off of some of the news that we've heard this offseason about three of the coaches in the division and uh we also got a few uh, little little nuggets on the commanders uh in their offseason as well to get to uh in the next hour all right seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. uh if you want to join us scott jackson show priority auto sports radio 94.1 we're brought to you by larry king law injured in accident call seven five seven injured seven five seven i n j u r e d james witham's got your sports center <laughs> 